Hello, hello, everybody. What's hey. going on, Young Black and Mary? We are back in the building. How y'all doing? Hey, everybody. It's Ariel here. It's Justin. And we are back with Young Black and Mary. This is season four, episode eight. eight. Young Black and Pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> God is good. Yeah. So, just to kick things off, we're going to tell you our why. We want to do this because we want to encourage strong marriages and relationships to entertain and educate or edutain, if you will. Yeah, we are expecting you to be blessed, inspired, and encouraged to keep advancing and moving in life as we do the same. We want to foster and create a movement of healthy black marriages. Yes, it's so important and it's so essential to the whole entire world. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> extremely important. And this episode is Young Black and Pregnant, where we are going to talk about our pregnancy yeah. with our first child that's living on the earth here mm-hmm. um we're excited this is a blessing to do we have shared already and if you guys haven't listened you can listen to our episode on miscarriage and fertility yeah um we talk about our story mm-hmm. the previous part to our story yeah it kind of gives you an insight to what people go through as well um, yeah i think i spoke a little bit about the movie that we made about it too yeah. so yeah and now we get to speak from a place of victory. Victory. Um, about we our, knew we were gonna be victorious. Yeah, we did. Because God is is who He is. He is amazing. But we just weren't there yet. Yeah. But and it's okay to tell your story if you're not there yet. Too. Yeah. In the midst of your testimony. It's okay. Yeah. Because you know the end. Right. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of faith to do that. Um, but for sure, we are excited to, 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 to do this today. So how it happened. So if you guys want the detailed, detailed version of the process of us coming here to towards pregnancy, go back to that episode. I don't remember exactly what episode it was, but if you look through the it was list. episode five or six. Yeah. If you look through the list, you'll see it. It's unmistakable. And then... Um, I'm just going to give a quick overview. So, Justin and I were married for, we've been married at this point in 2021 for six years, almost almost seven. And when we were two years, like one and a half years in, we started, you know, talking about kids and we really were ready for kids and started trying for kids. But that thing didn't happen right away. That thing was... It, it was slow. It, it was it was a process. So we really went through so many stages in the journey to be pregnant from diet changes, herbs, Medicines. medicine, taking a break, exercise, exercise, not taking a break, eating unhealthy. And then, like right. you know, so many different things that we tried, like medicinally and um, for years. Yeah. And um, to get pregnant, and we did. And um, about two years into trying, we conceived, mm-hmm. and we were ecstatic through the roof. Yeah, it was actually on um, it was on Easter Day that we found out we were pregnant. Sure was. Yep. <laughs> and we yeah we threw like a dance party. We were just overjoyed. I mean, two years of trying to get something, and then you get it. It's yeah. Like yeah, that was a that was a that was a. <laughs> For real moment. Yeah, it was amazing. So um, we go through, you know, a couple of weeks of pregnancy with this. And by the time we go to the doctor for a checkup, 
um, we find out that the baby, it, it was a blighted ovum. So essentially it was a miscarriage. So that hit us pretty hard. Yeah. Hit us pretty hard. And it then- was really hard. Just early, early in our, earlier in our marriage. And yeah. we were, you know, gunning for it for so long. Right. It felt like forever. Yeah. I mean, it was forever. It was an instant thing. And, uh, to be here with that news is not easy. It's not easy for anybody. Absolutely. And, uh, not. yeah. So we made it through that. You know, we clung tight to each other. We definitely matured as a couple. Yeah. And we kept trying afterwards. Yeah. And we were like, you know, surely this is going to happen quickly. Mm-hmm. And like a week went by, weeks, months months and years and it just didn't come quickly and so we were kind of like whoa definitely was a journey um kind of took a break at some point i did to do some spiritual like fasting and where i wasn't really trying to get pregnant for a while Mm -hmm. and then we kind of got back on board with the train so but at this point it's been about three years three and a half years yeah uh, of trying and um, all the while we know it's going to happen we're getting prophetic words you know we know we, we we believe it we see it we know it but it's I mean it's something to to fight discouragement when it comes to something like that to stay encouraged you know we definitely battled that um, but uh, one thing the Lord had pressed on me really hard was you know my diet so I ended up doing like a low sugar no dairy no dairy high fat fat, and no bread type diet thing Mm -hmm. and I was pregnant in like three weeks after trying for years so that was a shocker we were ecstatic and excited and here we go again Mm -hmm. this is pregnancy number two this was July 2019 this was a COVID year so 2020 2020, yeah. yeah 2020 we're like whoa excited um and it was July so we go to the doctor, kind of, you know, the same situation as the first time a little bit. About six weeks we go, and there is no heartbeat. So we see the little baby, but it was no heartbeat. Shocked. I was not expecting that. Right. Definitely was not expecting that. So that was another roller coaster. That was like a faith test. That was... It was a real, real was, faith test because yeah. we were in a really good spot. Really good place. Um, we had, you know... Of course, we had experienced it before. First time we experienced it, we weren't, we weren't in the best uh, spiritual shape, and right. we were early in our marriage. So, and we just kind of, kind of felt alone in that in that yeah. point, and we didn't, we haven't dealt with that. Well, I, especially me, I haven't dealt with that kind of, you know, kind of like earth shattering, traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. of that magnitude especially with something you're in- anticipating that much so the second time around we were a lot more mature I mean it didn't take the pain away but we were we had a better framework to work with to yeah. get through and seek God and help through the process yeah so that was its own story <laughs> mm-hmm. which you know if if we see that you know more people request or want to hear more about it you know you guys can talk or email us or instagram us or facebook us if you would like to hear more of that story but this is just a sum- summary of you know how we got to this pregnancy um yeah so we went through that process july august september october we're still believing you know and december comes 
in December we had seen, you know, we've seen a fertility specialist, but we had seen one in the past. And we got a new one. She was great, you know. Um, kind of got a few new, I guess, diagnoses, something like that. Mm-hmm. A different vitamin I was taking and tried a new um, folic folate instead of folic acid because of something which again if you want more details you can email us mm-hmm. um, and we ended up getting pregnant beginning of December mm-hmm. got a positive pregnancy test this is the third positive pregnancy test it was like December 4th 5th early in the month we're through the moon we're excited and uh, four or five days later I guess um, it was an early test, so kind of like before your cycle starts, but when the cycle was due, it started. So this one's called a chemical pregnancy. So I'm super bummed. Um, Justin's bummed, but you know, we're still believing. But right, that back, one, right back into the fight. Of yeah. That, that faith fight, that belief, that, that still praying and believing and just trying to push through yeah for sure um yep praying believing pushing through um this uh minister really he's a prophet honestly dennis kramer he comes to our church every once a year he's amazing you can see him on youtube he was on sid roth um he was coming to our church he came to our church maybe december 15th or 14th And um, when he comes to our church, he prophesies over pretty much everybody that he can. And he gave us a word, a prophetic word, that we've had some family struggles, but they're all ending. And that God says to be fruitful and multiply. And this is on video. Every way. It's on video. We'll actually, we'll get this video. We'll post it on our, if we can. Yeah. We'll try to get permission to post it on our um, Instagram and maybe on our Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely, we can. Because it's our it's a church video, but we'll see if we can get. Yeah, we'll snip it out. Yeah, snip yeah. it. Um, be fruitful in every way, and our church knows that we've been, you know, on the journey to have a baby, and so yeah. they erupted in applause. Yeah, it, it was, was such a, a it was such moment. a pivotal, powerful moment that we're actually even going to be able you know spoiler alert we're going to be able to show our son yeah like <laughs> him getting <laughs> him getting prophetically uh, you know encouraged and birthed into the world yeah so, so essentially he's like you know he said other things but about our pregnancy was like you know y'all have had issues in your family family issues mm-hmm. but God says to be fruitful and it multiply in every way and we know be fruitful and multiply we know that means babies right mm-hmm. and then other things so that's the mid-December um, I had been hearing the Lord tell me to finish some writing projects that I had. So I did. I finished a book that I had started and I finished the rough draft to the movie that's about our pregnancy and infertility journey. I ended up finishing that. Um, the Lord gave me the deadline of January 1 and it was December 29 that we got a positive pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. So we were pregnant in the same month twice. Yep. So it was literally like two, two weeks exactly after Prophet Kramer came and gave us that word. And with this pregnancy, even from the beginning, like I never doubted that it wouldn't work. Yeah. There was like no doubt. Yeah. And I mentioned the book because the Lord had let me know he had spoken to me about triplets. And as I, I had a dream about it, and he let me know it would be baby books and writing. So he wanted me to push out my writing around the time that I conceived. So it was kind of like a 
a conception of multiple things if that makes sense yeah yeah and um if you can't hear god for yourself um i clearly heard god tell me that um we would conceive our child in 2020 2020 yeah in 2020 we both heard that in 2020 <laughs> like did you hear the date that we, yeah. we conceived December 29th. Like, we got our at, positive test December 29th. That's at the end of 2020. So, um... We had... And it looked... Didn't look too good. Because mm-hmm. we, you know, had our third miscarriage at the beginning of December. Yeah. All right? It's <laughs> crazy. I'm telling you people, you can't make this up. Trust God. And trust God. And, 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 again, we'll show you the video. Yeah. And, and... I mean, we've had plenty of people um, praying for us and, you know, joining us in fasts and everything um, for our child. But, but we're, we're just saying that this moment in time for uh, Prophet Kramer, Dennis Kramer, that was a key indicator yeah. point in time yeah. where, you know, it was, it, it was clearly a, a move of God because it's like... First of all, how would he know that? <laughs> we just met him. So And yeah. I wanna yeah, to add on, we have had so many people praying and believing mm-hmm. and standing mm-hmm. in agreement and prophesying these yes. our children and this um, faith battle with us. You know mm-hmm. who you are. Yes. Friends, friends, um, family. Family, people that yeah. don't know me from Adam but that yeah. met him online. Like mm-hmm. I had a friend well, a friend in, in the Lord, a sister in Christ send our baby a baby gift from up north. I've never met her before, but she just prayed you know, prayed him in, you know. So for sure the Kramer prophecy was not the only piece at all. Yeah. It wasn't the only piece. But it's definitely the but piece that a, most people can see and identify. Like, oh, it was an Ebenezer, wow. I guess. It was like a stone a right, mark. Right, right. <laughs> it was definitely a mark, mark in time on the whole timeline of things. Like, yeah. So that's the how. <laughs> that is that's the, how we got here. So we conceived 2020 and we were pregnant coming into 2021 with our little one. And so that's segment one. All right, segment two, um, pregnant from a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I want to start with like a wisdom word. I don't have a scripture exactly laid out, but this one is Hannah, Samuel's mom. Um, She had this moment where she dedicated Samuel back to the Lord and just kind of she also struggled with infertility and the Lord opened her womb and she said, God, this is your child basically because you gave him to me. And so kind of the wisdom word is that these children that we are given are the Lord's ultimately they came from him and, you know, we raised them, but they are God's children. And to keep that in mind, that's the wisdom word. Yeah. Go back and read that story of Hannah and Samuel in first Samuel. Amen. Amen. So tell us how it, how is how it was being pregnant from a, a, woman's, a woman's perspective, <laughs> from a black woman's perspective that has gone through infertility. Yeah. Um. So when I first, I guess the first couple of weeks, you're just excited. I was just excited. Um. I had this belief and hope that I wouldn't be nauseous because at this point, this is my fourth pregnancy, and two of them lasted long enough for me to kind of get a hit of that nausea, but. 
I got nauseous, y'all. I, I couldn't pray myself out of that one. But, um, yeah, just taking on the physical side, you know, the cravings, the nausea, the everything. Um, that was... It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's worth it. I definitely had to keep my mind from being negative, you know, because I've had three losses up until this point. But praise God, like, I never really had a lot of heavy, weighty thoughts of, like, this baby's not going to make it or this. I didn't really think like that. At this point, I was so sure that this was our child that would come that I really wasn't shaken. Like, I, I was... I was I was pretty sure I was sure mm-hmm. it wasn't no pretty about it um, so I just was careful about how I talked about things you know careful about how I spoke about things and really just strapped in for the ride it's really not too much <laughs> that you know yeah. your body just kind of takes over and you just kind of got to go with it mm-hmm. and um, I you know worked on eating pretty healthy mm-hmm. um but honestly, that first trimester, I don't even think I was trying to eat very healthy. It was kind of like, what can we eat? Because I kind of had nausea. Yeah. <laughs> so it was true. like, what what can I eat? What, you know, what's going to not make me sick or whatever. Right. And resting. And I did a lot of resting. I think I was a little more physically cautious this pregnancy. Probably more than I needed to be. Just because, like, I just wanted to relax and my my focus was keeping this baby healthy and loving the Lord and loving my husband. Right. Um, and also, you know, going to church and keeping my faith up and for the most part doing life as normal. Mm-hmm. I don't think pregnancy necessarily changed our relating to each other in any way. No. No. I do know I was not so much at the beginning, but towards the end of the pregnancy, I was very aware of peace. Yeah. I did not want anything that was not peaceful. Right. Yeah, we definitely didn't want to disturb that, you know, this whole thought and or and like yeah. <laughs> this whole time. Because mm-hmm. like, this is our first child and this is, you know, it took a took a minute for this to happen, so it's like we want to remember this time as peaceful and yeah, not no stress and no drama, whatever you know. Don't want yeah. any issues surrounding it. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, in how I related to my husband, I felt like we were less. Um, we didn't really go too deeply on things. I guess I don't know how to explain it. I just really wanted peace. That's the best way. And I, my job that I have is a little bit... It's a job that has a lot of conflict, to be honest. And I kind of took a break from it. Mm-hmm. I did. And I kind of allowed myself to. And my husband allowed me to just yeah. kind of pull back for a little bit. Um, because the aggressiveness, I think, of my job was agitating my spirit a little bit. Yeah. Because I've been trying to harbor peace and grow this baby. And what I needed to do on the daily was just... Yeah. It was overwhelming. So that was a process because I'm a very much so a go-getter, get it done. So that idea of stepping back and and not being a go-getter was kind of hard for me. Mm -hmm. It was that, that part was probably the hardest part in a sense, emotionally. Yeah. uh, Mentally just getting there. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, to pull back from that. Mm-hmm. Dial it down. Yeah, dial it down. <laughs> we dial it way down. 
Um, I think also it was kind of like, man, if I pull back, oops, sorry. If I pull back from this side of myself, will I ever get it back? But I have. I've Since I've had the baby, my brain is completely back. Yeah. <laughs> my pastor was like, you're, you're hormonal, my female pastor. And looking back, I'm like, she so was right. It was hormones. It was, you know, my miscarriages back to back and pregnancy and all of that. And it's and just the rest of life and life. Yeah. So definitely took a break from work and um, did well with my husband. I still ministered at my church and sang on my on the worship team and, you know, loved on my friends and whatnot. Loved on other people in the process. But I definitely had to learn what to give up and what to continue and yeah. So there were some conversations I didn't have anymore. Mm-hmm. Some things I didn't really talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to go deep with people. I didn't go as deep during the pregnancy, just because I felt like I was growing you something. Yeah, you don't want to get pulled too much or like have to. You know, that's something you don't want to feel depleted with because you're yeah. already as as a person pulling from you already. Mm-hmm. So. From internally, so yeah. you don't want to be depleted, you know, too much externally, and you know, because that affects you mentally, physically, and spiritually. Yeah, so it's just it was a moment of stepping back, kind of a step back, and kind of grow this baby. And I kind of saw my friends of like, hey guys, I'm gonna be, I'll be back. I promise. I'm 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 growing this baby. So I kind of, I tend to be an introvert too. At times during this pregnancy, I was very much so introverted on a lot of in a lot of ways. And um, we got it done though. Yes, we did. So that was from my perspective. I kind of, <laughs> it was a shake, the difference in my personality and difference in my drive. Whereas before, I was driven on goals and like, you know getting things done our podcast you know it's been a while since we've done a podcast you know some of those things we kind of had to pause Mm -hmm. to kind of internally grow and focus on what we were doing especially me yeah work a lot of things podcast a lot of things pause and Mm -hmm. i had and i've learned at this point to be okay with it i think during the time it was difficult Mm -hmm. to be okay with it but now i am okay with it looking back because it's a season and we're out of that season now and it's okay and if anyone's hearing me and they're feeling that if I'm giving you permission to pause some things, to focus on <laughs> what you need to focus on, for sure take that permission. But you know, in- inwardly, you know what's right for you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, from my perspective, you know, I share a lot of that, those uh, sentiments as well. Um, it was just a beautiful process seeing her grow. You know, literally grow. Because... One, we haven't experienced it, and then two, it's just, it's just you're the man looking at the wife, looking at your your woman, seeing her grow. It's like, oh wow, this is this is happening because it doesn't. I'm telling you guys, it's true what they say. It doesn't really hit you until you look at that baby in the face, or well, yeah, when. I looked at him face to face. That's when it was like, oh, my gosh, it's an actual human being. <laughs> my mind was blown. My mind's still kind of blown. Um, and my, like that love for him was just so instantly Im- immense. And understanding God's love for us was mm. was like an instant kind of like, oh, wow, man, I kind of. I understand this a lot more now. Hmm. It's like that. 
that feeling of just like, oh my gosh, I adore you. I'll do anything for you. You are a part of me. Hmm. Like, I made you and i do anything for you. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow. Like, my child. Yes, I would protect you. Yes, I would do. It's like to have all that, like, that, the, you know, the, the miscarriages and the nine months of waiting for him to come. All that time was just was such a journey. It was like a, you know, so the nine months was a, a beautiful, beautiful process. And um, I loved it. I really, I really did. I loved it. I know she didn't love it. Some uh, lo- love some of the, you know, the aches that came with it. But um, men just got to be mindful and just attentive. And, you know, she's growing through it. She's growing a human being. She's going to, you know, feel a certain way sometimes and just, you know, just love on her. That's what I was. I, that's what I was doing. I was right, babe. I was, yeah, I wanted to ask you that. Like, okay. say some of the things that you did, y'all. He was amazing, but I want him to tell like advice to men, like from your perspective. What are some things to do during pregnancy? <laughs> so all those things that you normally, all those things that you normally think of for yourself first, like oh. I gotta use the bathroom. Uh, I, have I eaten? Or uh, am I feeling okay? Think about your wife first. <laughs> Is that okay to say? Think about her for like, okay, has she eaten today? She eating a good meal. Like it's, it's a good, healthy, like for her and him. Um, has she been attended to? Like, have I asked her? If I looked her in her eyes and asked her how she's doing today or what can I do for her? Well, have I rubbed her feet enough today or this week? Like, have I, you know, tell her how much I love her and how much I'm proud of her? You know, you want to, you have to be, I mean, you should be doing these things anyway, but you should be more proactive and more thoughtful um, during that nine months because, like, I mean, I'm telling you, like, as she said, they're hormonal, um, they're growing, they're, you know, got the pregnancy brain and all that. So it's like, you just got to think about that. And they're giving you, you know, besides their love and the gift God gave us, it's like this, the greatest thing you can receive is a child. So uh, she's growing your child. So forever grateful for that. So... Yeah, that's that. That's that's what my thought process was. I was like, I love her so much. I gotta, I gotta turn it up. <laughs> it's my queen. And I felt, I felt selfish, but I honestly was like, it's okay if I'm selfish. It felt so SOS, <laughs> like right, right, right. SOS, like all hands on deck. Yeah, it is definitely all hands on deck. Yeah, and it's like you know. And like she was saying, I was really careful of, like, protecting our time and our space. Mm -hmm. And, like, I didn't want her to be on edge about anything, worry about anything. Like, you know, step back from work. Like, we're not about to, you know, be pouring into 30 people right now. 
you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just protecting that time and that space and like really focusing on like us, our home, my kingdom of my, of my household mm-hmm. as the man just want to protect your woman and your, your family, your children. So those instincts kind of start kicking in and, you know. And this be is proactive us, with that. This is our perspective, like from yeah. I, it said a woman's perspective, a man's perspective, but ultimately it's Ariel's perspective. Yeah, I'm like just, married. Yeah, Justin's perspective. So if you are like, which is the perfect perspective <laughs> to have, I'm just kidding. So if you are like pregnant and you're like, oh, when I was pregnant, I was a go getter and I was doing crazy sales and that. Yeah, some people can do that. Yeah. Some people do do the three miles a day running For pregnant sure. and. Some people are still CEOs and mm-hmm. got a hundred people under them, you know, whatever. Hey, that's your thing. That's your yeah. thing. You you should know you know, you, 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 you should know what you can do before you even get there. So yeah. just be just be cautious of it. That's all. Just think about it. My husband was amazing the entire pregnancy. I I mean, it, it made me think. Man, feeling hard for feeling deeply compassionate yes, for women extremely. that are alone, like single moms going through this by yourself man or you know people that have deployed spouses or don't live in their family and i really can't we can imagine talk about that's a that's a whole episode itself yeah i can't imagine doing this alone i can't imagine doing pregnancy without my husband and i know that a lot of people do and you know i definitely feel a deeper level of empathy and understanding you know because I, it's just not easy physically emotionally it's not easy and so i uh, i applaud my husband I, I love him you know i didn't expect anything other than that and i'm excited for the new generation of men and women that are coming up and raising their kids together and having these pregnancies together where yes. there aren't the women doing this alone and the men that are ecstatic to do this with their spouse like my husband yes. was so excited to go through this process with me yes and you know yes yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot there are already a lot of men like that it's a lot of us and there's gonna it's be a whole lot so of many more in, yeah. in our African American community yeah absolutely yeah Absolutely. So as far as us dealing with this pregnancy from a Christian perspective, I think we've kind of dealt about this already. Yeah. And when I say Christian, I'm, I'm saying like believers in Christ and faith based and mm-hmm. we've already been through miscarriages and this Jesus prophesied and Jesus. How are we going to handle this? Yeah. Um, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you can come in anytime, but I mean, you really what's the saying I can't I can't I might probably think of the saying later but I mean you really have to seek God in a process like this like you have to like like doing all things through Christ this is what this is what that verse is talking about like you have to draw your strength from the Lord because life is not easy life comes with everybody on on earth that is alive you know is living has gone through something some kind of trial or tribulation some more than others but man you have to have that connection with the father like to to make it to to um have the best 
outcome and perspective and steps and especially community like community man you you got to find a, a healthy church or a healthy group of believers like because that is so essential and that is so helpful like every step along the way because man like talking with other people who've gone through it is like it's such a you know what's what's the word it just it just makes you feel like well, you, you you know other people have gone through it, but it, it's, it's different once you actually start talking about it and, you know, hearing other people's stories and how they had success and what God has brought them through. You know what I mean? It is, I mean, I think it's essential. You, you, you need this. You need other people to talk with, to hear their stories, to pray for you. Um, yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, and I, when I think about being pregnant and how I kind of handled it and kind of navigated it from the believing perspective was, mm-hmm. man, I was praying over my belly. I was praying for my child, praying specifically, praying for their, you know, spouse, praying for their health, praying for every system of their body, you know, that it be healthy, praying for a full-term pregnancy, praying for a healthy delivery. You know, we pretty much put our mouth in a positive way in prayer on every aspect Mm -hmm. of this pregnancy. And, you know, husband lay hands on him, prayed on my belly, prayed over my belly. Like, it it wasn't daily that we did this, but it was often. So we were praying often because we had seen the enemy steal three kids from us already. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we, number one, had faith this would be the baby, but we also did the warfare and we were watching and praying, spiritually watching, um, and, you know, because he steals, kills and destroys. And so we were covered, the saturated this child in prayer, um, saturated the delivery in prayer, saturated every aspect. And um, while he was in my womb, I was praying for his wife and his in-laws and his career and his you know the work of his hands and favor like you know before you even got here we were we we were praying and prophesying into him and reading scriptures and um it's just a good thing to do as a believer you know it's just what i what we felt like we needed to do and we did it and we were very careful about the conversations we had, you know, about the things that we talked about or the mm. things that we said. And even if fears came up, I, I really didn't verbalize fears. Right. No. Yeah. I didn't really tell my husband, like, you know, I'm fearful of this or blah, 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 blah. Um, I had a we had a doula. And one of the exercises was to write the things that you're fearful of. And um, I was like, I really I wasn't really fearful of anything because I hadn't. um I hadn't used that verbiage and I just didn't, you know, and she's right. like, yeah, but you need to write down what you're fearful of to, yeah. um, yeah. And that's a worldly way of thinking. Cause you don't, you don't accept fear. Yeah. And I mean, I know exactly where she was. I know from. exactly what she's thinking It pretty thinking much was too. like, what are you concerned about, about the birth? <laughs> but the, the fear part, I remember I was like racking my brain trying to think, what am I afraid of? 
And then I ended up saying something like, okay, I ended up saying like, I don't want to do this and I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. Yeah. But I remember after I said that internally, I felt like shook. Yeah. It was weird. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's the acceptance, acceptance, acceptance of fear. We, we don't accept fear. Yeah. God didn't give us a, a, a spirit of a fear. Spirit of fear. So. And it wasn't, you know, I loved, literally loved my dude. It was not coming from a bad place, but it was right. just coming from, we knocked fear down so much that right. even that language, I couldn't deal right. with that language. Yeah, we don't, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the stuff we didn't talk about, you know, we didn't, stuff like I did, you know, I wouldn't say like, oh, yeah, just a lot of things that didn't come out of my mouth because yeah. I know that, that life and death is in the power of the tongue and you'll eat the fruit thereof. And, and that is so important, guys. Yeah, we had a podcast episode about this, so I would definitely say if you are, Words. If you are pregnant, you know, we took it to the extreme. Like, I didn't talk to my husband every day about, like, oh, I'm scared the baby's not going to live. I'm not, I just didn't, we didn't do that. If it popped up in my head, I would reject it and just keep on going. And it didn't really pop up in my head that much. It's important. It's very important. Yeah. Because even even with the things that you repeat, Mm -hmm. like if you repeat, you know, affirming words, positive words, scripture, like that'll soak into you, you know? So that that didn't happen as a believer. That was something that we just didn't do. Um, What do you think, babe? No, I mean, that was so key to do um i mean that moment jumped out even more because we had already cultivated that culture mm-hmm. between us and like not doing and accepting things like that that's why yeah. it made it even more hard for you to even try to do that you know yeah. exercise or you know whatever so um yeah yeah it's it's just important it it's really important to protect, you know, the peace of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Also around, and our next episode is birth, mm-hmm. but around our planned birth, like some people, I didn't tell how we were going to birth our child. Mm-hmm. You know, I really kept certain things private just because yeah. to keep the faith. Kind of like when Jesus went into a room to raise the dead, he kicked certain people out and he didn't tell everybody everything. So I think sometimes when you're doing something that requires faith, it's kind of, it's, sometimes it's better that the whole world doesn't know everything. Um, just so you can keep. I think most times. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was just telling somebody this today. Mm-hmm. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't have people to smile in your face and just and and be glad to see you fall. Yeah. In all aspects of life. Yeah. I literally told somebody this today, and um, it's so true because it's like, I mean, get deep really, really quickly. Satan will smile in your face. Satan will make you feel good. But guess what? At the end of the day, he's still Satan, mm-hmm. which means he's still coming and kill, still and destroy you. Mm. No matter how good he makes you feel. Yeah. You understand? So it's like, My God. don't, don't, don't take that for granted. Like you got to, you know, say and speak with the, with the people that you for sure, for sure know who is entrusted, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't tell everything to everybody. Even even people that you think might be, you know, day ones. Day ones don't need to know. Even if they ain't, like, necessarily just out to harm you. But 
some quote unquote day ones I mean it'd be like you know telling certain things to a wall because like what does that do telling that to the wall you know what I mean mm-hmm. so um, especially you know with pregnancies like if you're gonna tell somebody tell somebody who's gonna join you in prayer and you know they're gonna pray and you pray and you know their prayer life and etc you know what mm-hmm. I mean and we're not saying like don't announce you're pregnant we were saying yeah. like about our birth we kind of had a specific birth we will have another episode talking about that but um very specific <laughs> It's not just specific. It's very specific. <laughs> specific. And yeah. it's also very rare. Yeah. Extremely rare. And it's... So... But, I mean, spoiler for the next episode, y'all. Stay tuned. Um, but on that one, and I think I err on the side of probably not saying enough. But, um, yeah. So, as far as, you know, how we handle it with our faith. You know, we spoke faith. Um, and didn't do everything perfect. Don't hear me saying I did everything perfect. Like that's just what we had, what we did to get by, y'all. And um, and it worked, and it, it went well for us. So um, definitely prayed. Definitely came to agreement. My husband and I, we use agreement. You know, the Bible says where two or more of you are, I'm in the midst, and there is a prayer of agreement. My husband and I do that often. And shout out to our spiritual leaders at our church. They, you know, our pastor says, like, listen, if you're married, that's an automatic twosome. You got agreement. Mm-hmm. So pray in agreement. And the mm-hmm. enemy works so hard in keeping marriages separate to where y'all are never agreeing because you're always fighting. So, you know, get unity and pray in agreement. And so my husband and I did that about this birth. If I wavered, I did waver sometimes about stuff. He would be like, nope, we don't even talk like that. Nope, we don't do that. And um, was just full of faith, y'all. I love it. Yeah. Full of faith. Got to. Yeah. Got to. So that's how we were young, black, and pregnant. And honestly, I'm going on 30, so I don't know how young we are anymore. But uh oh, <laughs> maybe middle age, black, black and, and pregnant. pregnant. But we started off young, so. <laughs> and ultimately, we want to encourage young, black, and married couples coming up so you can be old, black, and married. Right. And stay together with your wife of your youth. Exactly. So. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, y'all. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for listening. If you made it this far, please just hit us up on our socials, young, black, and married, um, ybm901 at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts, direct ideas, mail us, direct mail IG, us, check Instagram, our Facebook. our Facebook, ybm901, young, black, and married. Leave a review, like our page. Absolutely. We got a website, youngblackandmarried.org. We have blogs and you can access all of the podcasts there. Yes. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. We love y'all. Thank you. God is love. Amen. (laughs)